0: Hey, this is Seth Scruggs, co-host of Rewatch. We're very excited to announce that we are going to be premiering a short film called Five Minutes. It was directed by me and it was produced and written by Zachary Vaughn. We shot it back in December and we're getting ready to release it on August 28th at 6pm. It will be premiering on YouTube as a live premiere. Uh, You can find all the information on Instagram at Productions. Following the premiere of the film, we are going to be hosting a live Q&A at 6.15, where we're going to talk about the film, and you can come out and ask us questions, and we'll be excited to answer them. August 28th at 6 p.m. with a Q&A following at 6.15, the premiere of Five Minutes, a short film by Seth Scruggs and Zachary Vaughn hello and welcome to rewatch my name is seth scruggs and this is the podcast about movies we love and movies we haven't seen yet uh this week i don't think we're talking about a movie that we love um i'm joined by my co-host zachary vaughn hello and each week one of us picks a movie that the other hasn't seen and then we talk about it we watch it first and then we talk about it This week zach picked a movie zach tell me about it this week we
1: watched batman the killing joke came out in 2016 it's an animated movie directed by sam Liu. um stars kevin conroy the og animated batman indeed and mark hamill the og animated joker of course and it's based on a graphic novel written by alan moore Um, the novel came out in 1988 Um, so it's a long time coming
0: yeah though notably his name is not in the credits because he does not like any film adaptation of his work Mm -hmm. and chooses to have his name not on the credits so i don't know if you noticed but at the end it says that the graphic novel is illustrated by someone but not written Mm -hmm. um, which is an interesting tidbit Mm -hmm. so
1: a quick summary killing joke is two movies it's a prologue, which is an, a 30-minute gambit of Batgirl trying uh, to stop a an up-and-coming, um, techy, brainy um, thug, and then it immediately shifts to actually Batman: The Killing Joke, where it's and it's half origin story, half closure story of batman and the joker's relationship
0: yeah that's that's a pretty good explanation of it um so i guess i start yeah yeah. you
1: you hadn't seen it what are your
0: i didn't like this movie at all there's a lot i didn't like about this movie um i'll i'll give a spoiler for the end of this and i'll say i gave this movie two stars and one of them was for kevin Conroy, and the other was for mark hamill and that is it that is, that is what this movie got. Oh man, I don't know where to start with this one. It's poorly paced. Let's start there. Let's start with the fact that this movie is one of the most poorly paced movies I think I've seen. Um, it just... The opening prologue... So we talked about this a little bit earlier. M- one of my major issues is the fact that this movie spends 30 minutes setting up a character. Centering on her. Uh, Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl and really kind of her unfulfilled unfulfilled longing is not the right phrase but really like her feelings unfulfilled in her role as Batgirl in her relationship with Batman and all of that Mm -hmm. she she feels unfulfilled in that relationship and and in her role and then so she stops she decides to stop being Batgirl We get basically a 30-minute short film that tells that entire arc before we get into the actual story of the film. Which is, really, the film is only, like, it's a short film, an hour and 15 minutes, maybe? I think. It's
1: it's about an hour.
0: It's about an hour? Yeah. So it's it's pretty
1: short. The the prologue is is almost a full 30 minutes. Yeah. And the whole thing is...
0: I'm going to say the the full film is the about an hour 15
1: is, yeah so it's about a 45 minute
0: so we're getting a, like a quarter of the film yeah roughly almost half the film
1: mm-hmm.
0: is spent on this character who then gets shot and is incapacitated sure she's a cool character but i would have rather seen that 30 minute story fleshed out over the course of an hour and 15 minutes which i think could have been a very interesting story versus seeing uh the that and the killing joke which is not really able to be fleshed out because so like the killing joke section of the movie tries to kind of tell an origin story for the joker and show how that's connected to the uh con- conclusion of the batman joker story Which is a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. But because we've relegated forty five minutes to this story because we spent so long on Barbara Gordon, we get a much it's very condensed and it feels rushed and it feels like none of the real none really none of the emotions are there. Mm -hmm. When we could have spaced it out, seen more of it, allowed it to develop, allowed it to grow, and it could have been really, really interesting. But we don't get that. Mm-hmm. On top of that, Barbara Gordon's role in the film, because she is shot very, very early on into the Joker portion of the story. And you can make the argument, well, we needed to know why she's important to Batman and why she's an important character. But the problem is her role in the film does not hinge on her relationship to Batman, but her relationship to Jim Gordon. hmm. And for that to make sense, all we have to know is that Barbara Gordon is Jim Gordon's daughter, because well, that's all that's important. If your daughter is shot, then boom.
1: Yeah. And the fact that it's an animated Batman movie. So anybody see it's, a, it's an R rated animated Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So anybody seeing it has context of Batman yeah. going into it. So they already know all of the stakes. They already know the relationships. It's not. They don't. They didn't need to set up anything for you to know. Oh man, they shot Batgirl. They shot Barbara. Even if, even if she wasn't Batgirl yet, you know, they shot Barbara.
0: Yeah. And but but even then, like the main motivation for killing Barbara is not so that it messes with Batman shooting shooting. Sorry. The main motivation for shooting Barbara, like from a story perspective, is not so that batman's head is messed with
1: right it has nothing to do with that it has
0: nothing to do with batman the joker doesn't know about her relationship with batman he knows about her relationship with jim gordon and for us to connect with jim gordon's story we don't need to know who barbara is other than that she's his daughter and they have a relationship mm-hmm. which is accomplished in the saint in the first five minutes of the scene where she gets shot yeah in the first few minutes of that rather than giving us 30 minutes of backstory on her that really just isn't needed Mm -hmm. and could it and i think it was a fine story i think it could have been an interesting story Mm -hmm. but you know if this is a movie about batman and the joker which it had the potential to be a really interesting story about the relationship with the batman between batman and the joker Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i think it wanted to be that but we spent so long on barbara gordon i even when it comes to the end i'm waiting to see what's up with barbara gordon yeah i want to see if she's okay i want to see she's the character that i connect with Mm -hmm. in this film i don't connect with batman yeah um so the first time i saw this movie it was in theaters
1: um and i didn't know anything about it i didn't i just knew it was batman my friends were excited to see it i'm gonna go see it it was the first r-rated movie that i saw in theaters um (laughs) i think first r-rated movie that i saw um which is disappointing um and we came out of it very confused because it felt like it felt like the first 30 minutes the first almost half of the movie was filler it would have been an okay episode of batman the animated series Mm -hmm. not great because it's not so much about batman Mm-hmm. But a good character study on Batgirl
0: It'd be a good Batgirl
1: pilot for a Batgirl yeah. series. Um, it's so sudden because the stories have no- the stories have nothing to do with each other, other than the ca- some of the same characters are in it. Mm-hmm. Like the Joker is not in any of the prologue, and none of the people, none of the villains from the prologue, are in any of. The Joker part, so it's just very. It's a very confusing story structure because it just it it jumps from all right next story. It's like it's like a um, like a, a a season premiere of a show where they do the first two episodes <laughs> instead of just one because yep. they want to fill an hour block or two hour block whatever. Um, it felt like that because. You go from this episode to this episode. Only one ep- one episode is better, but because they didn't they were trying to squeeze it in that time frame, it didn't get everything that it
0: needed. Yeah, and that's really where I think the Killing Joke story is hurt, is I think the story itself is interesting. I think the themes that it wants to touch on, like, it, it wants to do a lot. It wants to touch on the legacy of Batman. You know I think that it's interesting as people who grew up with superheroes get older they're exploring you know what happens when a superhero gets old.
1: Um,
0: you know we see that in Batman Beyond and like the passing on of the torch but like what what's in that in between time and really they try and touch on that in this film is you know Batman straight up says either one of us is the way this is going one of us is going to kill the other and we can't keep doing this so what's our relationship? What are mm-hmm. we going to do about it? And That's interesting. That's cool. That's a that's a crazy cool theme to think about. But instead, we're just it it feels incomplete. Mm -hmm. And and there's a there's something to be said for it feeling incomplete. I think that there is some intentional incompleteness in that. But we're I don't feel like I was told a full story. Mm -hmm. Because I there wasn't enough time for all of these themes to develop. And it's trying to do a lot. It's trying to touch on Jim Gordon and his dedication as a father and his dedication to the law, Mm -hmm. contrasting that with his relationship with Batman, who doesn't always care for the law, but also Batman's relationship with the Joker and Jim Gordon's relationship with Barbara and the Joker's backstory and him coping with what he's doing. And there's all of these interesting threads and we're given a very limited amount of time to unpack all of them. Mm -hmm. And it's weird in that seemingly with the end, the director, the writers feel comfortable with leaving the story incomplete. But they answer every one of the Joker backstory questions, Mm -hmm. which I think we've talked about this before. I don't care about the Joker's backstory. I don't need it. I don't want it, Mm -hmm. really. I think that we could have just had... The Killing Joke without the backstory and it would have been a better film Mm -hmm. immediately. Um, Even though I do think the backstory was interesting, I think that we could have had a better um, film without it. Um, I think that spending more time with the Joker as a whole um, makes the film better. Mm
1: -hmm. I think if if the whole thing had been the Killing Joke and they had spent more time with sane joker it could have been better um because the whole point the joker is trying to make is nobody is saner nobody is sane enough that one bad day can't break them yeah um and so i think if there had been more build-up because like the the guy was a struggling comedian with a pregnant wife so like he's really having a hard go at it like he's not in the best of places already like he's starting not from the best of places which i get like that batman points out like it no because you didn't break gordon so it's just you but also like he started out from a place very low to begin with um Like, it's not that great an example of that. I don't know. I feel like if they had done more backstory, it would have
0: been better. Well, one of the keys to suspense and drama is time. Mm -hmm. And time in two ways. One of them is lack thereof, where... We have three minutes to get rid of the bomb. What are we going to do? And some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. So what are you going to do? But other times, it's how much time are we going to let this build? How long can we put a character through this? And that was what I felt the film was lacking on multiple things. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like the Joker, sane Joker, was put through a lot. Right. Because we didn't spend a lot of time with him. It was having a bad day. He gets involved with the mom. His wife dies. He's the Joker. Like that's that's his story. Mm -hmm. And it, as far as I know, it takes place over three days. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and I have no reason not to believe that. I I actually do genuinely believe that. Yeah, that it it really does take short take. um, It really is over the course of a period of a short amount of time.
1: I think it might even be two days because he meets with them and they say tomorrow
0: night yeah so I it think. really is a very short amount of time mm-hmm. on top of that then you have Jim Gordon going insane I want to see Jim Gordon be put under pressure mm-hmm. and be almost to the point of cracking and we get one scene yeah with him really being pushed and I so as a viewer I don't buy it like I don't buy that he's really being pressed mm-hmm. I just don't Yeah, I think
1: I think if we had build up of Joker saying Joker with his wife the person whose death makes everything a thousand times worse supposedly I think that might have helped make it more believable because we would have been like oh mm-hmm. he just lost his wife who was pregnant and all of this was for her and now he has to keep going and doing and rob this place and then he also falls into acid or something or bleach or whatever Chemical, like yeah. um i think that would have been made it a ton more powerful instead instead of building up our relationship to barbara the whole time they could have been build, building us up with joker's wife um and um, with with Gordon, um, all he did was sit through Mark Hamill singing
0: <laughs> in the Joker voice, which is rough, but... but
1: still better than I could do. And then he sees pictures Joker took of his daughter. Um, I think it would have been better if, like, Joker had had this whole this whole range of things and like I'm gonna see does this does this do it do spiders send you off Mm -hmm. no okay how about snakes no how about um threat of like death with like fire or something how about um heights like taking through all these different fears taking through all these different stressful situations and then compromising pictures of his daughter and then Then, because that also, like, Gordon's like, oh, this, this, like, loser is, like, trying all these things and you're not going to break me. And then all of a sudden, boom, I have pictures of your daughter that nobody should ever have. Mm -hmm. That would catch him off guard. Because he would have, he would have, like, his guard is already up. Yeah. And then it's pushed. But this way his guard is let down because it's like, the Joker thinks he can scare me with this. That's it. And then all of a sudden he hits that whammy at the end. And that would catch him off guard and totally traumatize him because of how, uh, how defiled, uh, like how, how, how the Joker defiled his daughter. Like that would break a man. Granted, there's a good chance what happened would break a man too, because there are also a lot of really creepy clown (laughs) and fair people, um, like, Gordon specifically, I don't think that any of that would have actually, like, bothered him. There's just, until
0: there's no, there's no build. Yeah. There's no pressure building. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's peaks. hmm There's, we, we want, as, like, an audience, we want that suspense and that drive to feel for the character. Mm-hmm. I don't feel for the character. Right. If he's tired, I'm going to feel tired. And I just I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, it's very rare that I say this about a movie, but I feel like it could have had like 15 more minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you had given it 15 more minutes, then you would have just a little bit more time. Obviously, taking away the prologue and replacing Mm -hmm. it with more Joker stuff. And really, you know, if you build that over time, then that i mean that, that's really what this movie is missing is mm-hmm. it's missing time it's missing it's missing suspense there isn't suspense and i get you know animated movies are difficult and expensive and hard but like we're missing the suspense of it we're missing the growth we're missing the pressure we're missing that and really it just makes for a bad movie going experience because you know i i, I told you right after it ended that if I had paid to go see that in a theater, I would have felt shortchanged. Mm-hmm. Partially because it's shorter, yeah, but also because I was watching it thinking, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, I don't connect with it. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I think, I think if they, if they had taken out the prologue and done more Joker backstory and Joker Batman backstory, I think that would have mm-hmm. been so cool because you have the evolution, like you know, you know about Joker you know about batman you don't need to show a lot of backstory but to show the evolution of their relationship from joker's beginning to joker meeting batman maybe a little bit more batman and joker throughout maybe Mm -hmm. not um and then the curtain call of joker and batman Mm -hmm. i think that would have been so cool because it's And it's an anthology Mm -hmm. that's building up to the final climax, which was also disappointing.
0: Again, yeah, yeah. I mean, going there, you know, it's anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. We want to see the Joker and Batman fight. And they they do.
1: For like a minute.
0: And then it's, you know, maybe we should be like friends is basically how the movie ends. Mm -hmm. It's like, maybe we should be friends. And then it's over. Yeah. And it's like what
1: yeah the weird thing to me was when batman laughed mm-hmm. um i loved it when he smiled because mm-hmm. to me that's batman breaking character yeah breaking the facade of i'm this tough guy and that's him like that's that's batman laughing it's yeah. batman smirking at a joke but then when he actually laughed i like cringe because it's like no batman batman is incapable of laughing Mm -hmm. like he he is completely incapable of laughing he'll smirk but like he just he can't laugh anymore
0: yeah yeah bruce Um, wayne laughs batman doesn't
1: yes um so that that bothered me it was a funny joke Mm -hmm. but like batman shouldn't
0: no i agree
1: there was a really cool part of their fight though okay um and it's simply because they were fighting in an upside down room. Um, when Batman uh, throws Joker through the table, I just thought it was really cool because he broke the table from the ceiling. <laughs> I just thought it was a really cool
0: yeah um, shot. Yeah. So one of the things as well. So this is a rated R animated Batman film. Mm-hmm. But it features actors from the Batman the animated series. Um, Kevin Conroy has been playing Batman for a very long time at this point. Um, one, of, um, one of the best Batman, I think. Um, one of the best people the character. One of the more, more iconic voices of the character, definitely. And there was an element of this that I almost couldn't buy what i was watching and this is much more like a meta textual thing but like because i was the the movie felt like the the cartoons i grew up watching i almost it almost hindered me from connecting with it a little bit Mm -hmm. um i don't know how you felt about it but the dc animated movies which there are a lot of them Mm -hmm. have a very specific style to them and have justice league feels a certain way and it feels the same way but in the animated series maybe not so much it's a little bit more stylized but for me at least everything from like justice league onward like animated wise feels roughly the same there's a certain texture to the sound design there's a certain way that the characters speak there's a certain way the animation looks and it's developed over time but really it's all kind of similar
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it it almost stopped me from really enjoying the movie as much um in a way because i felt like i was watching something from my childhood Mm. and so it's like i don't buy the the grittiness Of it as much. Because that this Batman isn't gritty. This Batman isn't violent. This Batman isn't that. And I realize that they kind of play it as like a shock thing. Of like, see, this can be. Mm -hmm. But it didn't... I don't know. It didn't strike the same note. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: I'd say I don't know anything about this Batman. Mm -hmm. Because he has very little
0: screen time. Yeah.
1: Like, most of most of the killing joke part at least two-thirds of it is the joker whether it's joker's backstory or joker current um there's very little actual batman in it because like the, the prologue isn't even about batman either it's about batgirl um so like i didn't i didn't have that sort of like dichotomy of well it's my childhood but there's a lot more blood now um or like oh she's taking off her clothes like it's it was more like first of all that was just weird um oh yeah like
0: i was gonna brush past that if you yeah unless Um, you mentioned something
1: there there was just a lot that it felt like they did it to make it Darker or edgier or, like, almost risque, but still not really risque. But they never actually tipped the envelope over. They just kind of pushed it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is what made it feel very awkward to me. Like, it felt like... If a, it felt like a high schooler trying, like a sheltered high schooler, like me in high school, <laughs> trying to make an R rated
0: movie. Trying to be just a little edgy. Yeah.
1: But not willing to actually do anything that would actually, that actually makes it really bad. <laughs> like really, like real. I say bad, like really intense. Yeah. Like there's only a, whatever your thoughts are on it, like there's only a little bit of language in it. Mm hmm. Um, which is rare for an R-rated movie. Yeah. Um, there isn't sex in it. Like, no.
0: Like not really. There's
1: no. there's lead up, but there's there isn't actually. Like, no. Um, it's
0: it. I mean, there there have been more explicit PG thirteen.
1: Yeah. Sex scenes. So like there is not much actually in it
0: other than stuff that is hinted honestly i I mean i texted you in the middle of it i didn't understand why it was rated R. Mm -hmm. i i didn't get it
1: it seems like a pretty maybe a a a higher end Mm pg-13
0: but it's it seems like it's really barely pushing the envelope for r well, it's it seems like like I'm watching it and I'm not saying that necessarily it should there should be right. things in it to make it R Right. I, I'm not trying to make a moral argument about the movie. Mm-hmm. But simply that as someone who makes movies, as someone who writes stuff, as someone who thinks about this kind of thing, as someone who watches a lot of movies. I've seen rated R movies. You know, the movie we watched last week was rated r and most had, of the movies we've done most of the a lot of the movies we've done have been rated r as my parents like to remind me sorry mom but there's a reason they they say the f word x amount of times they do this I, you know whatever and we most of the stuff we've watched is language we mm-hmm. neither of us are we won't go there never mind um but there's there's nothing in this movie where it's like yeah this is this should be rated r Mm -hmm. um like at all yeah i think you know yeah it's a little bit more violent but part of what i think hindered me from really getting into the film a little bit i prepared myself for it to be really gritty and dark yeah i was like i was not necessarily like ready like yeah give it to me like let's go but like i there's a mental preparation of like okay this movie is going to be gritty and dark i am in for this kind of movie mm-hmm. and there were elements of the noir style that batman is known for and that batman kind of leans toward but really overall it it wasn't that dark mm-hmm. it wasn't that gritty it wasn't so even like that that element of the film felt lacking mm-hmm. And part of that, again, is could be the fact that I am very familiar with this animation style. I'm very familiar with this Batman. I'm very familiar with this Joker. They hold a different category in my mind. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to watch The Dark Knight and be like, yeah, this is gritty and action and violent and cool. I'm in. Versus seeing this and being like, yeah, it's gritty. Well, it's not. It doesn't seem gritty. It's just blood you know Mm -hmm. there's not there's not as much of it
1: yeah um one thing that took me out of it um, the first time and this time is i have a pet peeve um related to profanity and i don't i don't like euphemisms in movies Mm -hmm. like regardless on your stance of foul language you in my opinion, you should either use the word or write around using the word because nothing takes me, like, I know people who use euphemisms sincerely, like, and it's it's part of their vernacular. Like, it's part of how they speak and it's completely natural, still feels a little awkward, but like, I know people who legitimately use euphemisms in everyday speech. Mm-hmm um in a
0: movie it feels weird to me i mean so i take a little bit of a different stance and for me it depends more on the character
1: yes it it all depends on the character largely to me
0: and with this film in particular there is a character and i texted you about this while i was watching it there is a character who says that something freaked him the F out. He says F, like he, he just says the letter F. And here's the deal. Again, regardless of your stance on profanity, we, that's a conversation for another day. If you were a mobster and you're freaking out, you're gonna curse. I mean, that's just that's how it is, that's how he's gonna speak. It is, it is natural for that character to speak in that way. Now, you can write around it, and he like Zach said, you don't you don't speak like that and you you say, Oh man, I was freaking out, mm-hmm. or I was scared, or it was nuts. Like there's a way to write around that. But if you're gonna go there and you're gonna say, freak the F out and say the letter F. In a rated R film, there is no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Either don't do it and make it not a rated R film, and figure out another way to make that character consistent, or just say it. Mm-hmm. Because what what you res, what the result is there is that the character doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. The character doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like he is right.
1: It feels like a character from a TV PG animated
0: show exactly exactly it just it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel genuine i'm not scared of that guy Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't care anything about that guy he can't hurt me he's afraid to say bad words because Mm -hmm. his mommy will get him so why why would i be scared of him yeah so on the opposite
1: of that um i think there is a character who could convincingly use euphemisms um and still be consistent with his character and great and i think the joker Mm -hmm. i think the joker could use euphemisms Mm -hmm. and it would be fantastic because his whole thing is like a dark silly granted that would be playing off of a um less intense side Mm. foul language isn't as dark Mm -hmm. or euphemisms Mm. are lighter than yeah, the darkness of foul language, but like, so it's playing off of that. But the fact that he the Joker would still give it a different punch that it doesn't normally have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might have actually built his character more than the fact that he uses.
0: Yeah, um, there's something that feels sinister because mm-hmm. you're associating this thing that is very childlike and innocent mm-hmm. to say "gosh" or "darn" or whatever, and he, the fact that he would say that is scary mm-hmm. so i i agree i agree with you there um yeah i just i think that part of the problem with this movie is obviously the structure i think part of it is just like an identity crisis mm-hmm. of like are we gonna go full in and be dark and be scary and be gritty and go for it or are we gonna be the Justice League mm-hmm. and be a ninety-minute cartoon, and I think had they said we are going to be gritty and different and um, change the animation style and done something different, you know, I texted texted you. I keep saying that, but mm-hmm. I did a lot during this movie. Um, I wanted to see the same energy and creativity that the creative team behind Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse brought to their movie i wanted to see the killing joke done with that not not in the same style mm-hmm. and only the same style would have suited it spider-verse is a very unique film but there is a creative energy and drive behind spider-verse that could have really served the killing joke mm-hmm. and they could have really gone in a unique and interesting direction with the look of the film rather than just doing the same it's, there they're like there have to be like 30 of these dc animated films that are pretty decent in quality
1: there are 50 actually are there 50 actually
0: wow 50 or 60 wow i grossly i, I grossly interested in that um yeah but there are all of these really decent dc animated films mm-hmm. But The Killing Joke was thought of from the very beginning as something different and Mm -hmm. something new and unique. And I think had it really been treated like that and really done as something different and unique and just visually speaking, it would be a better film.
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned at the beginning that it's based off a comic done in 1988 um, that was like controversial because of how violent and the themes that it dealt with and like critically acclaimed like famous enough that Mark Hamill who had retired from the Joker, mainly because of the strain to his voice said he would not come back to play Joker unless they made Batman the killing joke. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so like they could have, they should have given it what it deserved in that like, it could they could have shaken up the entire art style or not but they need they needed to go all in um
0: and it it feels like this was just another one you know it's
1: that they managed to get mark hamill and kevin conroy on
0: exactly um and i just i wanted to see more drive in it i wanted to see more energy in it I i feel like i'm talking about like a sports commentary i wanted to see but, like, really, like, I wanted to see more energy and more, something unique and different. Because, you know, going into it, you know, the, the poster art is different. The the art surrounding the film is different and unique. And I was ready for that. I was mm-hmm. ready for that look. I was ready for something new. And then when I turned it on and I was watching, like, a good episode of Justice League, <laughs> it, it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't it wasn't what I had hoped and what I had really signed up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel
1: like the half done nature of it. I haven't read the comic um, but I feel like the half committed nature of it didn't do the original justice. no because um, it's like it had it had an, it had an envelope that it was pushing. There's nothing really in the envelope. Mm -hmm. like oh hey yeah we're edgy we've got this r-rated movie you open it up and it's like
0: oh there were no there were themes they wanted to i said Mm -hmm. it earlier but like they wanted to explore they wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. they wanted that but the most we got was batman says that one of them has to die Mm -hmm. basically we don't see that theme explored Mm -hmm. we don't see all of that Um, and And, and that's really what it comes down to is just we don't see it explored and in depth and the time isn't spent on her
1: well and that's he says that halfway into the movie and Mm -hmm. we've only like we've had we've had enough time in the movie if that was the beginning for that to be okay Mm -hmm. but since there hasn't been any joker until maybe 10 minutes before we haven't had enough time with him for to bring that up like it's it's too early based on how late it starts mm-hmm. but if it had started at the beginning it would be good well timed maybe even a little late mm-hmm. um completely different part of the movie um i thought it was very funny how uh batman in the end is going in and gordon's like buy the book buy the book buy the book um because he wants him to mm-hmm. do everything by yeah, the book yeah, because the, the, prove, the whole prove thing it's okay yeah the whole thing the joker was saying is like um you want to throw the book at me but batman's just as bad and he's saying okay so we're gonna do it better than him um and when batman fall almost falls into the uh the pit of spikes he then throws the Joker's little people into the Pit of Spikes. <laughs> so I just I just think it's it's kind of funny that it's like, oh, yeah, buy the book with the Joker. But, you know, kill the little people.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Who cares about that? Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so you gave us a preview of your rating a yeah. little earlier on. <laughs> um, if you want to.
0: Yeah, uh I'll say it again. Okay. Um I won't I probably will not rewatch this movie. I don't I don't see a reason why I would. Um and yeah, I gave it I gave it two stars. One for Kevin Conroy and one for Mark Hamill. Yeah.
1: I also gave it two stars. Um not specifically for those two reasons. <laughs> um but they are definitely two of the bright bright lights in
0: this movie. Um, in an otherwise very I don't want to say dark cuz I think they would view that as a compliment.
1: Yeah. Poor. <laughs> um I I would I would not avoid rewatching this. Yeah. I probably wouldn't pick it up off of my shelf. I don't have it on my shelf. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't be like, "You know what? I'm going to revisit this partially because I have, I have at this point seen it twice. Mm -hmm. So I know like I've had that. No, I really don't like it. (laughs) I've had that like, Oh, maybe I'll give it another chance. Maybe it wasn't that bad. I've had that experience and it was pretty much the same experience.
0: Yeah. I do need to clarify, like me saying that I won't rewatch this is not that I wouldn't necessarily again. It's just that I don't see another point in my life where I will. Mm -hmm. um other than for something like this i i don't see a point where i would yeah you want (laughs) to recommend something for us my recommendation is
1: um it's another animated batman movie it's in the universe of batman beyond it's i need the actual name of it (laughs) batman beyond return of the joker it's really good i'd say it's a better uh a better joker conclusion than the killing joke um because it's a new batman dealing with an old villain um when old batman can't handle the old villain anymore um it's really good terry mcginnis the man
0: (laughs) cool i'm gonna recommend a classic uh back to the future Watched it a week ago, week ago, something like that. Uh, it's a great film, man. It's just fun. Every joke in that movie is incredibly on the nose, but it somehow works. So you know we're it's good. It's good. Um, highly, highly recommend that one for this week. So I guess I get to say what we're watching next week. Yeah. That's all right. So uh, it's been a couple of grim weeks here on rewatch. So we thought that it would probably be good to do something a little bit lighter. Uh, so we're going to be watching Mary Poppins Returns, uh, the sequel to the 1964 Mary Poppins. Uh, this movie stars Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda, along with much kids. I don't know their names. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a fun time. Uh, a good musical for you. So we'll talk about that when we're together again. So, uh, see you soon. See you soon.